Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This activity entitled Biostimulators and Anatomy is provided by Prova Education and is supported by an independent educational grant from Galderma. Before starting this activity, please be sure to review the disclosure statements as well as the learning objectives. Here is Dr. Joel Cohen. The differences between biostimulatory agents like polylyl lactic acid and fillers are really important to understand. Are you confident that you can deliver great results and understand how to use these products for your patients? I'm Dr. Joel Cohn for CME on ReachMD. Well, I actually use both. And when it comes to the face, I use both products on a regular basis. So polyl lactic acid really is a biostimulatory agent. When we place it into the skin, it turns on some of the fibroblasts to produce collagen. And with dermal fillers, particularly HA fillers, you actually are restoring volume more immediately. So whereas polyl lactic acid is a gradual effect turning on those fibroblasts, HA fillers are satisfying volume requirements that you see more immediately and you'll see right that day. There are some studies showing that HA fillers can actually cause specific stretch on fibroblasts and they do cause some degree of neocollagenesis as well. And that was published by Wang and Voorhees several years ago in Archives of Dermatology. So if somebody's looking for immediate volume correction, for instance, the nasolabial fold or the marionette area or the jawline or infraorbital area, I tend to go to HA fillers. If somebody really wants augmentation of the cheek and gradual volume replacement in the cheek, somebody who may work out a lot and have high metabolic activity, sculpture is a great choice because it's gradual, it's biostimulatory, and they're gonna see results over the course of about four to eight weeks. I also use polyl lactic acid in the temple very commonly because it is a liquid and because I can place it down deep onto bone and I can draw up and aspirate and try to ensure that I'm not in a blood vessel. But I like the liquid formulation in case of blood vessel compromise in the temple. And you still really have to look at your endpoints. You always have to look for a blanch and you have to communicate with the patient how they're feeling and what they're perceiving at the time. And then polyl lactic acid has a lot of exciting and interesting uses with more and more data from decollete area to gluteal and buttock augmentation to knee laxity and even elbow laxity. So I think we're seeing an exciting time really understanding some of the nuances of how we use products like polyl lactic acid to gradually biostimulate collagen. So let's talk specifically about what the benefit of biostimulators are for specific areas of the face or off face. So biostimulators like polyalactic acid and radius to some extent do stimulate collagen production with their overall presence in the skin, turning on fibroblasts and allowing sort of reformation of some of the collagen that's lost over time. We know that as women develop into the perimenopausal years, as well as five years into menopause, they lose about 30% of the collagen. And we see areas of volume lost and we see textural changes to the skin that if we're putting something underneath, we can gently lift that up. 
I actually like to use polyl-lactic acid in the temple because it's actually a liquid. So it's important to make sure it's in suspension. So I use a higher grade reconstitution than people historically used. And typically I'm using seven or eight cc's of sterile water to reconstitute this before I add a couple cc's of lidocaine with epinephrine. It's important to make sure it's in suspension because you don't want it to precipitate down. And then by placing it in the area, I often place it on bone, very, very deep down in the temporal fossa. You can withdraw and aspirate to make sure you're not in a blood vessel and then sort of gently filling that area. So there are a lot of different ways that we can give our patients great results. And I think it's important to talk to experts and experienced injectors out there about what they like to do and sort of take all this in and come up with your own algorithm of what really works. But absolutely understanding anatomy is really important and understanding what can go wrong and getting into a blood vessel is really important as well. And that's one of the reasons I like to use polyalactic acid a lot of times in the temple, because it is a liquid, it's not a gel. And if you do get into a blood vessel, hopefully that whole vessel won't be occluded and just make sure it's in suspension and it's not precipitated down. Injectable polyl-lactic acid promotes the natural production of collagen and helps restore lost volume in various anatomical areas. Some of the common areas of PLLA injections in the face are the temples, the midface and submalar area, and along the jawline. Each area utilizes a different technique to maximize outcomes. For the temple areas, the injections will start from the lower area of the temple. A 25-gauge needle is used to aspirate and then inject the fluid, working to the temporal fusion line. Repeat the actions of repositioning, aspirating, and slowly injecting until the temple area is completed. Moving to the midface and submalar area, a 25-gauge 2-inch cannula is used to effectively inject the areas. Aspirate and then inject. A radially cross-hatching technique is used. Once reaching the level of the chin and jawline, a 25-gauge 2-inch cannula will be needed. An initial subcutaneous injection is used, and then radially fanning and injecting the area. There are two different treatments that PLLA injections can be used for in the buttock, buttocks augmentation and wavy cellulite treatment. For buttocks augmentation, use a 25-gauge needle and inject multiple areas to create a lift. For wavy cellulite or laxity treatment, again using a 25-gauge needle, inject the troughs of the cellulite to increase the volume of the buttock. As with any medical procedure, an expert understanding of anatomical areas of injection sites are necessary to achieve optimal results. That was a great animation to really show us how to get super results with our patients and make sure that we're delivering really, really key injections in the appropriate pattern. But there's also some important things to consider in terms of reconstitution volume, as well as reconstitution timing. So historically, when we all first started using polyolactic acid in 2004, in Europe, they were using a very small reconstitution volume of only a few cc's. And over time, we've actually expanded that and further expanded that. So it's really commonplace for people to actually reconstitute from seven to 10 cc's of sterile water before even lidocaine with apronephrine is added. And there's some recent literature on that. And that may actually vary depending on the areas that you're injecting, such as 
lower perhaps in the face, such as seven or eight, and then higher in other parts of the body where you're actually treating laxity, such as in the buttock area or the knee area or the decollete or the underarm type of laxity or elbow laxity. So really think about the areas that you're gonna inject and the overall volume and look to some of the articles. There's been a lot of exciting articles that have been published in Dermatologic Surgery and Journal of Drugs and Dermatology and then Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery on specific areas as well as just overall off-face reconstitution versus on-face reconstitution. Just as there has been an evolution in overall reconstitution volume and how we inject and where we inject and do we need to massage or do we need to vortex and really shake product up as far as L lactic acid, there's been some interest in looking at reconstitution time. And there was a new report of a particular project that was done showing that we really don't have to mix a day or two before like we've been doing for over a decade at this point. People do mix at the time of treatment and are able to get polyl lactic acid appropriately in suspension to deliver great results. Now that we've really discussed the areas of injections and seen some really good animation of the procedure itself, I think it's important that we talk about potentially what can go wrong. I mentioned that if you're over a named vessel area, it's good to aspirate and make sure you're not in a vessel with whatever you're injecting from polyl lactic acid to HA dermal fillers. In terms of a nodularity developing, if you are using polyalactic acid and you have a nodule that develops either on the face or off face areas, oftentimes you can mechanically break this up by really taking a needle and sort of inserting the needle in the area. And then I like to actually take an 18 gauge needle with some saline and put the saline in through the area and then sort of mechanically massage the area and break it up. And that seems to be very helpful. There are times and there have been several patients who've actually had some nodularities that have developed in areas of thin skin, such as the back of the hand or the decollete area. And every once in a while, you can take a little bit of triamcinolone, some Kenalog, and you draw it up. And I tend to use about five to 10 milligrams per cc, five milligrams per C on the hand and about 10 milligrams on the chest where very small aliquots can be placed into the skin to help actually break up and mechanically break up and dissolve some of that product that's stuck there in terms of the neocollagenesis. You don't always get everything to go away, but usually mechanically and the saline over time, you can really get things to break up. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have today. So I wanna leave you with a few take home messages. I think we've been enjoying the use of polyallactic acid on the face for many years, in some cases, more than 15 years in my experience. But it's really exciting to have a lot of new data on how we can effectively and successfully use polyallactic acid off the face, in particular for buttock augmentation, wavy cellulite laxity, as well as in the decollete. Thanks so much for joining us for CME on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Joel Cohn from Denver, Colorado. You have been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is provided by Prova Education and is supported by an independent educational grant from Galderma. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash Prova. Thank you for listening.